Not to be mixed up with Boston pro wrestler Ryan McBride, who popped up when I was uh, just doing a, a bit of a Google search on Ryan. Um, stuff for this show, although, to be fair, Ryan McBride has got a little bit of a look of... Re- he rest- could have done a job in the squared circle. This yeah. is what I was yeah. going to say. He, he, and do you know what? The Derry Warrior is an excellent, uh, an excellent name for a wrestler. It would very much be pretty active ring there could be a relative with the ultimate warrior you know it, it all kind of fits in nicely I reckon his move his finishing move that tackle that he did in core <laughs> two core players you know what I mean perfect so this led me to think you know he was he was an absolute unit Ryan McBride hardest League of Ireland player I mean I suppose currently off the top of your head mm, Chris Shields maybe I'd, I'd give it to Gartland over Shields I'd say, Gartland is a serious chin. you're not you're not knocking him down and you give him one of the chain he just he looks at you Undertaker style again. You know what I mean? He's just like, yeah, what about it? Connor Keighley. Connor Keighley? All right. He's about like nine foot. <laughs> no? Yeah, but height doesn't necessarily always mean ah, you're hard. It, it you does, know? it does. Yeah. Genuinely, it does. Yeah. No, fair enough. I, no, just, you know what I mean about with Gartland? You have that thing where even if you did knock him down, he'd do that Undertaker thing where he just sit up all of a sudden, scare the life out of you. His, I'd say his clothesline move would be really good as well. <laughs> So after time playing with Institute and a brief trial in Scotland, I think it was at Gretna, Ryan McBride started playing a bit of Saturday morning football with Brandywell Harps. I think it's right, I'm right in saying his dad would have managed them at the time. And then he made the big leap up to Derry, broke into the 2011 team. And a bit like how he played, it just seems to have been immovable after that. So I was reading a piece that Jer Kevill did with, with his family since Ryan has passed, uh, only a couple of years back actually. And uh, really interesting thing about this, um, his dad said that it, it, Ryan's mom, who who actually passed away when Ryan was younger, she used to say that he ought to play for Derry. Essentially, that he he should be playing for Derry. He was good enough that you know that was the team. He should he should be right in there. And apparently, when she passed, Ryan very much started to take that seriously. And that that I have to say was a an element of the story I hadn't come across before. You know, it, it's it's something that really adds a little bit of extra something. You look back through some of his appearances. Second start, again, going back, listening to a couple of people talking about him, Stephen Kenny has quite a lot to say on, on him as well. Uh, obviously, would have managed him at Derry. His second start, I think it was his home debut, was uh, against Shamrock Rovers, live on TV. Uh, apparently, he kept Gary Twig scoreless in that game. Not too many centre-halves did that when no, Twig was in no. his pump in, in, in those seasons. That's exactly it. And, and for a player coming in like that, it would have been early days for him. He kind of broke in around the... T- the time in 2011 that's probably not when he was at the peak years of his career already he, he was sort of in in out a little bit maybe uh we can i suppose focus in on some of the high points of his career uh rather than just sort of going game by game because i mean we're talking about a, a six seven year run in in dairy teams who were maybe differing in fortunes but in his, his first year i suppose you stand out the memories is of the 2011 ea sports cup uh, he he came in. Jerry like, do love the League Cup. Oh they? God, they yeah. do, they do. But but for a guy coming in, you know, that early in his career, first year in, and to get a chance to lift the trophy, um, you know, it it shows the kind of unit. I think it, I might be right in saying I could be wrong with this. He might have played a little bit out in the left um, in that game. I could be totally misremembering that. Then you think of the cracking FAI Cup final of 2012, which he would have come on as a sub in. That was uh, the three two. Derry Pats game an amazing game Derry winning that uh, late in extra time but that would have been I suppose the first couple of years of Ryan's career two trophies to be involved at that point and 
it's a bit of a shame in a way you think about it. There's not really, he's not, he didn't really have a chance to pick up too many trophies uh, for the rest of that time, maybe barring having left the club. Um, do you have any hi- any standout highlights apart apart from that? Because I've got a few to note here, but just to maybe let you guys chip in. Probably the tackle against Cork City. You know, <laughs> I like, knew that was going to yeah. come up <laughs> nice and early. Do you want to, for those who, the uninitiated to the tackle? Uh, he got the ball and he cleaned out two <laughs> players. Make sure you say he got yeah, the ball yeah, first. He got, got the ball and Look, cleared out two players. It's the exact summation of the kind of player he was. He absolutely rallies into these two players, but it's a clean tackle. He gets it. It's there's a not, brilliant tackle. Yeah, there's not like this sort of two-footer on anyone. It's what you want to see your centre have to. And two players go right up in the air and they hit the ground after. They are not getting up after that tackle. You know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable. Interestingly, McDara, 2015, so you're talking a couple of years, um, three, four years into his team after breaking in, a couple of cup wins, and Shamrock Rovers came sniffing around at that point. And, and you think, look, he's got his cup wins. Is he going to move on to, to bigger and better things now? Um, it would have been, I think, around the time Kenny Shields uh, just came into Derry at first, signed a, ended up getting him to sign a new deal and uh, became captain. So uh, interesting what, to see what could have been there in a way as well. But I think he was very much. He seemed to be very much a hometown, like the making a move from from Derry to uh, to a team wherever it was, be it Dublin or whatever, might have been a big move. I think captaining the team, you know, Derry City is it's the team from the yeah. city, and, and and being able to captain and the pride that I'm, I'm sure that he had in doing that. Well, that's it. I actually watched back just a couple of the clips, notably on Soccer Republic after Ryan had passed. And they had an excellent quote followed by a lot of the managers talking about him and obviously those that would have worked with him as well. Uh, but the great quote right at the end of that piece is, and I'm sure everyone's probably seen this quote if they know Ryan, that when he signed the contract, I think it was actually, other footballers have dreams of going over the water and playing Man United and Celtic. But my dream as a boy was to play for Derry City and that came true. And as I said, when you factor that in with the element of the story that his mom really wanted him to play with Derry in past, it, it's really touching. Like it's, it's really touching. As you said, he got to, to captain and, and encapsulate everything that was right about how some of you know, the, the best Derry players played. Um, he, if you look back to, to the season he passed then, he'd already scored twice in the four games that season. I'm sure you remember... A couple of the goals, at least. Well, yeah, a well, couple, one of the goals, at least. Yeah, I think it was maybe a, a month before he died. Uh, he got the winner at, at Tallis Stadium when Derry City came down, and it was a, it was a bullet header, of course. Uh, Aaron McIniff corner, and and the, the photo of him celebrating is the one we still use, I think, on our site for mm. for the Derry City games, and and it was the one with the, the arms outstretched, his teammates coming in behind him, the the joy in his face, the 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 armband on and and I think that's that's what I like to to remember him and and uh, Lucas Sherbert got sent off that night maybe about 15 minutes to go and it was back to the wall mm. for the end they <laughs> they dug out that one nail haven't got the and 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 no better player to do it so that's kind of what I what I remember and then the other thing that sticks in mind was you know we I think we all remember the outpouring of grief within the the League of Ireland family within Derry as well, and I think it's really poignant that the the funeral for Roy McBride was in the morning, and in the same church the very afternoon there was a funeral for Martin McGuinness, McGuinness yeah. and uh, you know Derry and the you know Bill Clinton was in the city that day. The the President Michael Lee Higgins was at both funerals. Mm. Uh, like what a you know a, a poignant day, but but Derry 
said goodbye to very much two of their own that day as well. That's I think it, that yeah. you, you look at the the footage of the the two funeral cortejes cortejes that day, and and uh, you know two really um, well. Marmigan is very important man, obviously for the city, but uh, more more recently in terms of what. Roy McBride was for the captain in their local yeah, side within yeah. the city and, who and, paid. A, and a symbol to them as well of, yeah. of you know what I mean it, like of the sort of being content knowing you know having that, that sort of spirit of, of the city you live in being content with the city you live in and looking to, to improve it because he just sounds like he you know there's not one person in the league that will tell you that he was he was, he was, a, he was a bad fellow like he's a great fellow by the sounds of it by all accounts just to talk a little bit more about that season. Funny as well, actually, just before we move on. Your, one of your favourite Ryan McBride moments is a goal he scored against your team. And, and it just kind of, again, well, encapsulates it, the kind of feeling that would have been around him and that team at the time. you know, Or, or even with retrospect, looking back on what a nice moment, what a nice photo, what a yeah. nice you know, bit of history that yeah. is in the League of Ireland. I think it, I think it really does. It's poignant. It, I think it's important to, to look back on moments like that. His... I think his other goal. Am I right in saying it? I could be wrong. Was it against Dundalk? I think it might have been against Dundalk. Yeah, yeah, it was. And his last game against Drogheda was a four 0 win. And so we're about four four games into that season. I'm nearly sure that he almost set a goal came from this, but I think he nearly set up a, a goal with a header from the halfway line. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you. Yeah, clearance, like a ball comes up. I, I'm pretty certain it was him. I can't remember exactly. Essentially, it was a clearance that went on to be a, a goal by Barry McNamee. One huge feeling for me is is looking back on that Derry City team of 2017. It's always one of those things. You can't predict that far into a league season, right? But there were four games in and they were storming. They were absolutely brilliant. They'd beaten Dundalk. They'd beaten Shamrock Rovers. They'd beaten um, Drada as well. So they'd started really, really strongly. Um, and I, I, in fact, they'd beaten Bowes as well, 4-1 in the first game of the season. So there was a really good buzz about it. You look at the team, they would have had uh, Curtis up top. They would have had McInef and McNamee. For me, two of the best players in the league at the moment. You know, there, there, there really is a, a sort of apart from the actual tragedy of loss of life here, in a purely football world, it's a real shame we didn't get to see what this team could have been, could have been made up of. You know what I mean? I, I, it's, it really is, because for me, that, that is all the makings for a team that would have challenged. Yeah, it, it feels, I don't know, maybe slightly cross. You're looking at the fixtures after his death. In the next six games, the only one once. Oh, no, like, it, like, it was. It was a big thing. Yeah. Well, it's also down to the, the fact the players really struggled because it was such a, a sudden such a shocking event, uh, as you said, for the entire the League of Ireland, never yeah. mind the people that knew him yeah. on a personal level. So it's hard to, I mean, they re, you know, they, they postponed two fixtures, but how you get on with your life for, for weeks and months after that, you know what I mean? Um, the other thing that I remember is just how Kenny Shields, you, you know, handled it, and, and it must brilliant. have been, yeah, brilliantly, um, 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 what, what he did for the players and, and probably for the city like the you know when he 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 read the poem out at the at the funeral but also after that um but just it must have been so difficult but how he, well that he handled himself uh you know in, in the most difficult of circumstances a lot of people you know kenny's a controversial figure when it comes to league of ireland football but he was an absolute class act when talking about that and, and when dealing with such yeah, a disaster yeah. situation and looking after the young players as he did who would have known ryan as well i thought you know not something that should be forgotten by the league in general never mind just uh, up in Derry and as you said the, the tributes poured in you, you could tell 
what people in the league thought about him. As I said, you, you listen to Stephen Kenny says he was essentially the bravest defender he's ever had yeah. to, to, to ever, you know, had the experience of dealing with. And there's no doubt about that for me. And funny thing actually is we'd kind of nailed on a couple of these podcast subjects a long time back. Didn't notice actually only a couple of days ago. I think we're nearly a week ago now. He would have been 30 years old. And when you think about that, I mean, he was really coming into the peak of his career at this point. It, re- it really is desperately sad because we, we talk about, I mean, we talked about in previous podcasts we did Christy Fagan we talked about him as a complete forward we talked about Maisie runner Paddy McCourt in terms of these incredible movements he made in terms of how you characterize Ryan McBride I I, I don't really know if there's a term that encapsulates it I was thinking along the lines of you know the saying the best defenders have clean shorts indicating essentially that they've been they've not been diving into tackles that they've preempted attacks intercepted them earlier on but Ryan McPride just disproved all that, essentially. You know what I mean? He put that to nonsense. No need to preempt it when you could absolutely clean out three, <laughs> four, five players with one tackle, get the ball, and leave half the team stricken on the, on the pitch. I, I, you know, it's, it's, for me, that's the only way I, I think you can really sum up his, his uh, style as a player because wouldn't say he was like a, just specifically a stopper. Wouldn't, he was decent enough with the ball at his feet. You wouldn't say he was a ball player at the back as much. Just an absolute unit. A unit who, who really, like, everything he did was spirited. He, he thundered into tackles. His, his headers and, and attacking headers, even, as you mentioned, the goal against Shamrock Rovers. All of that kind of stuff when he needed to. He was a, a fan favourite, I would say, for, apart from his overall style of play, his commitment, his loyalty, obviously, to the, to the team. And by the sounds of it, to his teammates, he, he you know, meant the world. He, he clearly had a, a big, big impact on them. So... Apart from all of that, he, he seems to have been a, a calming influence throughout the team at the back. And yeah, for me, uh, you know, when you, you, you mentioned there the, the funerals, it, it felt briefly in that time like the heart had been ripped out of Derry when, when you watch it back. Like it really does, it really does reflect so well on the, the community at, at large up in Derry, that kind of thing. So I don't really know what more we can say at this point, I suppose. Only that the Brandywell Stadium, of course, rebranded the, the Ryan McBride Brandywell Stadium. I mean, it's a testament to the to the man, to the kind of player he was, and to what he meant to the city 